0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: Sharon and I set our clocks ten minutes ahead, Sister Jim, but it don't matter. I'm still late. Amen. 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 Glad to be here this morning. Exodus thirty-one twelve through 17 reads like this. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying... Verily my Sabbath ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generation, that ye may know that I am the Lord that do sanctify you. Ye shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is a holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall be put to death, for whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days may work be done, but in the Sabbath is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord." Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. So this morning's topic this is resting for a purpose. Amen. Could you, let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Precious. We give the Lord a big cheer before we sit down this morning. You can be seated in Jesus' name. I was wondering when I looked at the topic, that Brother Boyd had sent me. I figure probably no better anybody could talk about rest than Wayne Williams. Amen. Sister Susan, I'm by nature a very lazy person, amen. Um I'm I'm thankful that um I have a job because if I didn't, Sister Dawn, I could just lay around and do nothing all day long. But, but you know, so many times, and and that's really what I brought the clock for this morning, Brother Danny, is that, that this is really what drives our engine right here. It don't matter, Brother Mike, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're black, white, green, or yellow. So, Jesus, we're all given 24 hours. That's all we've given. It's just, you know, it's just really... What we do with that 24 hours, Brother Junior, is all that really matters. But so many times we maybe make plans or want to do something, Brother Ben, for, for the Lord, or maybe to do something in the community to, to uplift his name and to li- uplift him. But this thing right here kind of impedes our progress sometimes, amen? Brother Wayne, I went to bed at night thinking of all the things I wanted to do for the Lord. But when this rolled back up and I got out of bed, things had changed. So, just for a very few minutes, I want to talk to you about the Sabbath. And in our day in our, the Sabbath don't have the same meaning, Brother Rayleigh. To us now, the Sabbath is just another day to do something. You know, there was a time that you you never played ball on Sunday. You never we you went to church or you stayed at home. But Sister Boyd, now, this day and age, they do anything and everything on Sunday. Church is a father's thing from a lot of people's minds. God's just saying, He said. You know, Brother Allen, you got six days to work, but he said, I just want one day. I just want one day. Now, that ain't one day, Brother Dale, for us to lay in bed until 12 or 1 o'clock, but that's a day that we commune with God and God communes with us. But can I tell you that we, by the the Gentiles, by this new disposition of grace of time, is we can fellowship with God 24-7 every day of the week. Amen. We don't have a special day. But aren't you glad that you have a place to come on a day that is appointed that you can come with brethren and sisters that you can come and worship with? Brother Brian, I'm so excited I have an opportunity to come because it ain't always about me, brother. It ain't always about what Wayne needs. I just like to see people get blessed from God. Because, see, I understand that if God blesses Brother Rayleigh, God can bless me. God's no respecter person and and I'm so excited God said and I want to read you the first four commandments it said you shall not have no other gods before me you shall not make idols you shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain and he said remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy but it's so easy ain't it it's so easy Just, just a joy just to fill up this day called Sunday when God would say I just need you Sister Danielle, just give me some time because I want to, and we're going to get to it in a minute here. He said in Matthew, because all God really wanted, even from the very beginning, Brother Orlando, was he wanted a relationship and fellowship with man. That's why he made Adam, so he could have fellowship with us. Can you imagine if if me and Brother Junior rolled up to Washington, D.C., and we just showed up and said, we're here to see Trump? Can you imagine two boys from the country You know, we just roll up there and just say, we come to see the president. And they say, well, no, you got clearance. No, we don't need no clearance. This is Wayne and Junior. Y'all don't know who we are? We're from Florida. We're in central Florida. Y'all you can't do that. They won't allow you to get through security to do that, Brother Junior. But you don't need an appointment to meet Jesus. You don't need to wait for the Sabbath just to meet Jesus. You can meet him anytime, at any place, any hour that you so want, Brother Chris. See, these dignitaries, you got to have an appointment. You got to be approved. They got to do a background check. God don't need to do a background check. He's got your background already checked. And that's who he said he didn't come. He said, The whole don't need a physician, but the sick. He come, Brother Donnie, for people like Wayne Williams. Aren't you glad you don't have to work through 52 people to get to talk to God? Oh, I'm so thankful. But I think this day and age, Sister Susan, it's so, it's so easy just to th- take that privilege and just throw it away. Because see, the old clock, Brother Jerry's pushing us. I told Sharon uh, coming over here, I said last Sunday, when nobody home but me and the dogs and the cats. I didn't have to take care of nobody but me and barely got here on time. I said, you weren't home. I couldn't blame you. It's kind of like Adam, kind of put one them on. But, but my point is, is this. Time just slips by. Sharon said, you're just getting slower. Well, that might be, but, but my point is, is this is pushing us, church. But don't let this dictate your walk with God. Of course, you understand that one day this thing's going to stand and it's not going to move no more, Brother Danny. Time won't mean nothing then. He said, there's work while there's day. In Matthew 11, 28 and 30, and this is the Lord speaking, he said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I've often wondered why people run to here and there and looking for help. If they plugged into Jesus, well, really, that's all they need so many times, that's the last place we look. A lot of times, Sister Jen, we run here and talk to this one here. Somebody said, if you'll take two gospel pills in the morning, you'll be fine every morning. <laughs> you know, the doctor tells you to take a blue pill, a green pill, and a yellow pill. Now, I'm not getting on doctors. I'm going to try to be real careful here, Brother Kenny. But what I'm trying to tell you is Jesus said, look. He said, if you've got problems, come unto me. Learn of me. Take my yoke of my, Learn of me. Yeah, but time don't allow me, Brother Kevin, to learn of you, cause this is pushing my cart. Cause y'all got stuff I want to do. Do you ever have stuff that you want to do? I, I'm gonna be careful, cause the pastor's here this morning. But there was a there's a country singer that sings a song. I, I remembered his name, but I don't forget it, cause pastor's here. But <laughs> but but anyway, he he said he said. He was singing this song. He said, I want to talk about me. He said, we talk about your nanny and your granny and your papa and whoever. He said, but there's times I just want to talk about me. I wonder how many times we just talk to God about God. When's the last time we went to God and said, God, I don't need nothing. I just want to thank you. Brother Jack, I just want to thank you for healing me of cancer. God, I'm thankful that you gave me a wonderful family and you gave me wonderful kids. You gave me a wonderful house. You gave me a wonderful place to live. You gave me a wonderful job. I ain't so crazy about this working six days. I want to talk to the Lord about that, amen? Next time he sets this thing up, I think Wayne wants two days of working and five days with Jesus, you know what I'm saying? I'm drifting, I'm sorry. But what I'm trying to tell you is, church, he said in Revelations 3 and 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He said, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and we will sup with him and he with me. In, in, in Hebrews 4 9 through 10, he said, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people. I said, we got some people of God in the house today. Yeah. He said, there remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest, talking about the Lord, he also has ceased from his own works as God did for him. There remaineth a rest for the people of God. Because as we said before, we know that trials and tribulation, Sister Jane, is going to come to our house. But you can only do so much. Worrying don't do nothing. Crying don't do God ain't impressed by all that. God just wants you to step out on that thing called faith. He just wants you to believe it because he said it. I ain't never understood it in that scripture where it says, All things work for together. For the good, or the call according to His purpose, I can't wrap my little chief on education around that. All things, God. I've had some bad things happen in my life, Sister Smith, but all things, because God's in everything, brother Mike. So the of God is orders the good steps of a man is ordered by the Lord, resting for a purpose. The Lord Himself instituted the idea of the Sabbath. I'm going to talk about your money for just a minute, so be careful. He said in Luke 12, 33 and 34, it says, Sell that ye have, and give alms. Provide yourself bags which wax not old, and treasures in heavens that faileth not. Where no thief approaches, neither moth corrupt, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Haggai in 1 and 6 says, Ye have so much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. He clothes you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. Proverbs 18 and 11 reads like this. He says, A rich man's wealth is in his strong city and as a high wall in his own conceit. Something, Brother Jack, that he can control because he's got a little money can control that. But God's greater than that, Brother Allen. God knows what's around the corner before we ever get to the corner. We're talking about the Sabbath. We're talking about keeping a day open that we can talk to the Lord. It don't have to be a particular day. It can be any day. It's just hard for me to wrap my mind around that God wants to take care of all my problems, brother Boyd. He don't want to take care of some of them, brother Hal. He wants to take care of all of them. But ain't it so hard sometimes to trust God with your money, brother Allen? You know what I mean? Yeah, God, I don't mind giving you this. I said, I want to tell you this. I don't mind just putting my business out on the street. I told Sharon the other day, I said, I was reading about a man that he gave 90% to God and kept 10% for himself. I told Sharon, I said, I want you to push us to that point. She said, I don't know how we can live off 10%. I said, I don't either. But, Brother Ray, God can take care of us. The devil would tell you he can't do that. Don't do that. You're just crazy, Sister Daniel. Why would you do that? Because, see, time pushes you. Time says you need more. You need more. You need more. You need more. God says you need more of me. You need more faith. You need more belief. you got to trust me. See, we're like the rich man. See, as long as we got it, it's easy to talk about all the good times. We was talking about the other day. I was raised without air conditioning. I'd hate to go an hour today without air conditioning. But it's easy to settle in. Brother Boyd said something one time. He said, be careful how you hold these things that God gave you in your hand in case God wants them back, Sister Eva. Sister Amanda read the scripture last Sunday about what would a man give in exchange for his soul? Because see, when you talk about money, we all can relate to that most of us ain't never had enough and we don't think we're ever going to have enough but by faith you just got to step out and believe that God's going to do that. Real quickly I want to talk to you about a man and I ain't trying to get you to buy stock in Chick-fil-A by no means. But There's a man called Truett Cathy. I'm sure you all know this. He opened his first store in 1967 51 years ago. It said that in his headquarters you will see a statue if you go there in Atlanta. There's a statue of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Underneath it, it says being a servant. It said a Chick-fil-A religious mission statement says to glorify God by all, by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us. Brother Danny, when I read that, that kind of hit old Wayne right there in the heart. Brother Boyd said one time it, at, when we was at Mount Zion, he said, I mean, it's just never left me. He said, I wonder when you get to heaven if God was to put his arm around me and said, Wayne, if you'd have just trusted me. Just a little bit more. You did good, but you know, if you'd have just trusted me just a little bit more. Because, well, see, we're okay if we just stay inside. Let me rephrase that. Wayne's okay, Brother Bobby, if he just stays inside his little world. Things that his rich can control, Brother Toby. But it's a whole different thing when God says, Wayne, let's go 50 50. Now, now, Lord, we just barely making it on 110. <laughs> You know, we barely make, but but Wayne, come on, get out of the boat just a little bit. Brother Josh, just a little bit now. The devil said, man, you can't do that. You can't, but see, Kathy said, I want to be a good steward. Sister Donna, the things that God's gave me to be a good steward over. And I think this to me, and I don't even eat chicken, but every time I go by one of their restaurants, I just pray that God blesses that business. Because I don't mind to tell you, folks, that being closed on Sunday just rocks my world. Because, well, yeah, my background is retail, Brother Everett. And I understand where I come from. Uh, the Walmart mentality is you work at all of you, you get somebody to show up, somebody with a register, and let's check some people out. Let's make some money. I wonder how much push he got. Mr. Kathy said, you know what? Because I believe in God, and I believe God's going to take care of me. We're just going to close this dog down on Sunday. I wonder what kind of push he got. Brother Kevin and people said, now, do you realize that's about the third busiest day of the, the seven days we got to work, boss? And you really want to close on Sunday? I read where he said, he said, I want you to go to church, but that ain't why we're doing this. He said, I want you to, if you ain't going to go to church, please spend time with your family, Sister Terry. But I wonder what kind of push See, it's kind of like the push the devil was trying to give us. Is, but Mr. Kathy said being closed on Sunday is the best business decision I ever made. And with just over 1,900 stores operating country, countrywide and no international presence, Chick-fil-A doesn't seem to be in the same league as McDonald's with 35,000 outlets worldwide and Subway with 34,000. Out that's worldwide. He said, in fact, the chain's annual revenue of 5.7 billion is barely one-seventh of the world's most famous burger chain at 35.4 billion. But take those figures together, and a more compelling f- fact becomes apparent to the aspiring franchisee. Chick-fil-A is the most profitable fast food franchise chain in the United States. And the gap to the number two, which just, hoping, just so happens to be McDonald's, is a cool million dollars per store every year. Put God first. He said "And Malachi, try me, prove me. Prove me, but Jack. When the doctor said, you've got cancer, man, you need some treatment. God just said, just trust me. Trust me. Sister Debbie, just trust me. Brother Wayne, just trust me. So you can say that's just coincidence, that's good business. I say that's just God. Put God first, Brother Wayne. God's going to back it up, amen? Because see, the the thing is, is the world will tell you, you need to be open to every moment that you can. You need to get every penny you can. Think about often, me and um, Brother Jerry, was talking about this the other day, you know, where Paul wrote in, he said, oh, wretched man that I am. He didn't say, "Oh, wretched man that Peter was," or "Oh, wretched man that John was," or "Oh, wretched man that James was." Boy, it's hard sometimes, it's either when you take that finger and you point it at you and say, "Oh, wretched man that I am." I wonder just how much more God would do in my life if I just trust God just a little bit more, brother Philip. Mr. Kathy said, "We're closing on Sunday because that's what I believe." I want to put God first. Church, don't you want to put God first? Brother Dale, nobody's ever been as good to me as God's been to me. Nobody, nobody, nobody. You know, I can't wrap my mind around how good heaven's going to be. I don't mind to tell y'all. But I can't imagine how hot hell's going to be. I don't serve God because I'm scared of him, because I love him. And I understand what little bit God has gave me, brother. And he can just take away in just a few moments. It can just disappear like it did in old Job. And I understand just because you're living right don't mean bad things ain't gonna happen. But what it does mean is you got a great God. Just He just want to help you. Because here's the thing, we're not prevented from going to the getting in the car, and the phone ringing. There's some situation sitting there waiting on you. And the devil there in your ear talking. You need that other day of business, man. You don't need to be. You don't need to be missing church. You don't need to be. Because see, here's the thing. Sharon had migraines, and we just. And we're not doctor people. and I'm not against doctors. I just, but anyway. And we just could not, she just couldn't get no satisfaction. And and she'd come home and she'd turn out the lights. And she, it was just so bad. And I just, I was so broke that that I just prayed. God didn't hear that. You know what I'm saying, brother? I mean, I know God heard it, but I just couldn't, I couldn't make up the hedge. I wasn't mad at her, but they're always mad at me because I just felt, God, I can do this. I, if I can just touch your throne, you can touch my wife. I just know. But it just couldn't take it no more. And we went to the doctor. And you know, I'm from Chief and I ain't very smart. But we went over and sat down with those people. And um, now, Sister Summer, she's from Chief and she's smart. I'm not. But anyway, I said, don't put her in my class. Don't put her. Don't do that. But anyway, we had sat down with this doctor. And she said, uh, she said, I will give you this pill. And um, it's a, I said, well, they fix it. She said, well, if it don't, we'll give you another pill. I said, now, wait a minute, I ain't very smart. But I said, what happens if that pill don't work? She said, we'll give you another pill. I said, I ain't interested in another pill. We better get the gospel. So anyway, so when we went home. I'm, what I'm talking about is fellowship in, in God's house. We went to church one Sunday night. I'll never forget it. We had a visiting minister. Brother Danny and he called Sharon out. He said, Sit Sharon, come up from home, pray for you. And he just put his finger right on it and he said, This is your problem right here. Brother Allen, this is what I think about. What happened if I'd have stayed home and watched I love Lucy that Sunday night? What about if I'd have hooked my old boat up to my old truck and went to the river for a little fishing expedition? Just even I hadn't have been there, Sharon and I would have been on the river fishing. And if you fish, I ain't holding that against you. I'm just talking about for me and my house. What happened if I hadn't have been there and Sharon hadn't have been there? But Jerry and God just put his finger on it and said, this is your problem. We didn't need to go back to the doctor no more. Brother Kenny, God told us what the problem was. You understand what John? That's what, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, Sister Lana. I just trust God that much. Resting for a purpose. The Sabbath is God's way of providing a balance against overworking and reminding us not to abuse our gift of work. I got that. (laughs) That works for me right there. You just put Wayne's name down right there. I'm going to read that again. That was so good. The Sabbath is God's way of providing a balance against overworking. (laughs) That's why I'm a county employee. And reminding us not to abuse our gift of work. I need to be careful that I don't abuse my gift of goofing off. I ain't gonna abuse my gift of work, and I promise y'all. I don't I'm gonna abuse having, having to sit in that cubicle for ten hours and look at that computer screen, but it ain't work. I've dug holes and I've pulled roots and I've done other things, Brother Jerry. That's work. When you sit in an air conditioned office about seventy degrees, you don't show in town, nobody they get mad, what are they gonna do? Have you ever been to the courthouse and got mad? What do you do? You go back the next day when you ain't mad. Right? I worked for Winn-Dixon. When you got mad, you went to Publix or Walmart. You don't do that at the county. They don't just show. I'm sorry. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. In Genesis 3 through 17 through 19, it reads like this, and it said, And unto Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and as eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, Thy shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistle shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field, and the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thy taken, and unto it the ground, and for dust thou shalt, and unto dust thou shalt return. Can you imagine when he put Adam in the garden at the very beginning? That must have been some easy working right there. That must have been like working for the county. You know, I there wasn't no thorns. Or wasn't, he didn't have to pull weeds. He didn't have to. It was just there, Brother Jerry. It wasn't a bad day in his world. You know, when Satan, and we'll be careful here because pastors got to watch I me. Mean, but when Satan told Eve, said, you will not die if you eat of this fruit. You know, Satan really didn't lie to her. Or well, she didn't lay down and die, Sister Danielle. But what did happen, it cut that relationship off with God. You understand this. If Wayne, if you see Wayne holding a sign that says "Sharing a work for food. <laughs> Brother Junior, don't you think that God's let him down. You just understand it just fell on his calendar. It's just what it is. You understand what I'm saying? Because I understand that God's still God. God is still God. It rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. I understand that, you know, I've always said that Sharon has never had, I didn't learn a lot of things from my daddy. It ain't because he didn't try to teach me. I was just too smart. I didn't need to know all that stuff that he had to tell me. Now I wish he was here to help me and teach me all this stuff he tried to teach me when I was a, such a smart, smart boy, Brother Boyd. But Sharon's never had to call me and say, Wayne, did you get up and go to work? Because I always, my daddy taught me one thing, Brother Dale. He said, you work and you got a wife and you got children you provide for your family. That's your responsibility. If you don't feel good, you get up and you go to work. Because you got to come home and you got to take care of that wife and you got to take care of those children. I've been trying to trick her into working more and me retiring. Sharon knows a lot about the Bible, but she knows these few scriptures I'm fixing to, to read to you right quick. Like in Romans 1, 13 and 8, it says, Oh, no man, anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. She quoted that scripture one time. She said, oh, no man, anything. I said, honey, we won't ever get there. <laughs> but I think we'll get there, Sister Joy, if we'll just flip that calendar over and go 90-10. Amen? Somebody help me with that, because she ain't quite convinced God will let us go ninety ten. I need some amens on that. Y'all, y'all ain't helping me there. I didn't say y'all go ninety ten, 10 Sister Danielle. I'm talking about Sharon and Wayne go ninety ten. I just believe it. I got an amen back there. Amen. All right. right. Second Thessalonians 3 and 10 says, For even when we were with you, Paul speaking, said this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. First Timothy 5 and 8 says, But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. By the way, why are you saying all that? Well, see this thing right here? That's what drives the engine, folks. Well, J.T., this is it. Got to get up and get to the plant. I got to get a load. I got to get back and get another load, and I got. Man, you know, my truck's running good, but I wouldn't mind having a new truck. Yeah, what comes with that new truck, Brother Chris, is new payments. This house is good, but I wouldn't mind having a little bigger house. You yeah. But there comes a, another commitment, see. See, the devil just keeps loading your wagon up. Just keeps loading your wagon up. And your time starts going. Man, Brother Allen, I ain't getting this stuff done in 10 hours. I'm going to stretch this to 12 hours. So now you've got to make a decision. You've got to lose some time somewhere. Somebody's got to give up something, right? Sister Bert, a lot of time, what gives up is God. If I don't know. Let me rephrase it. In Wayne's life, Sister Amy, that's usually what gets cut out is, is, is God's time. I thought about where... Martha and Mary, let me back up to the working thing is it okay to have that stuff? But just remember, Sister Cricket, it's just stuff. Because when this earth's on fire, it's going to melt with a fervent heat. I think Sister Amanda read this scripture last Sunday, but you know, Job said, Naked I came, and naked I go. I think in First Timothy, he said, it is certain that you ain't taking none of this stuff with you. And the preacher messed us all up, and he said, you don't know what's going to happen to your stuff when you get out of here. You don't know whether a wise man's going to have it or a fool's going to have it. But this is what I can tell you, Sister Jane, is what you lay up on the other side, it'll be there. It'll be there, Brother Allen. What you do for God's going to be there. It's going to be there, Sister Terry. See, Martha and Mary, we know the story in Luke 10, 38. It says, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And and you could put Wayne's name in Martha's place here and it it said, and she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. Brother Darrell, have you ever been cumbered about with much stuff? You know, if we just miss this service, it won't be that bad. Heck, Brother Wayne, they won't even know I'm not here if I don't. I can sit in the back, they won't even know me. But here's what happens Sharon, one of her favorite scriptures is Little Levith, Levith the whole lump. There's something about this old flesh when you cave into it, Sister Lana, It just takes a little bit of that and it'll just keep pushing. It'll just want a little bit more. You can walk as tight and hold it as tight as you can walk to God, Brother Kenny. This flesh is always... See, I'm an addict to to buying houses and real estate. That just turns my motor over. That just drives me crazy. But you understand that there's just so much debt that you can hold on to. Because at any time, Brother Jack, at any time God could allow, could let that hedge drop down. But see, when you owe the taskmaster, this thing takes over. Brother Daryl, you got to cut some things out. You're like Martha. You can get cumbered about many things, and God's saying, I need some time with you. Brother Brian, I, I, I mean, you need to have a conversation. We ain't talked in a long time. The pastor said he needs somebody to go here. I'd like to go, Pastor, but I just can't work it into my schedule. Who knows that there might be that eunuch out in the desert that me and Brother Jerry was talking about, that God's got there needing your help. Brother Rayleigh just needs you to go talk to him because God said if you open your mouth, he'd feel it. He'd give you the words to say. And said that Martha was comforted about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. Church said needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her, resting for a purpose. The Sabbath was a reminder of their dependence on God. Ecclesiastes 2 and 9 through 11 said, the preacher said, So I was great and increased more than all that before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remaineth with me. And whatsoever my eyes desired, I kept not from them. He said, I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. Our nephew come and stayed with us one time, Brother Bobby. My mom and dad was raising him, and we was taking him to a place over in Gainesville, And um, a Sylvan Learning Center. And we sat at that leader's desk. And and they said, said, if I could just tell you how many times we've had doctors, lawyers, judges, whoever come in here and throw a checkbook on my desk and say, whatever it costs to fix my child, there it is, Brother Toby. Just tell me and I'll write you the check. Can I tell you, church, it don't work that way. So many times all they need is a mom and a dad that's there that'll spend some time with them, Brother Jerry. That'll say, hey, you know what, kids? Daddy's going to church this morning, and you are too. We're going to get involved in church. See, we think about putting them. I'm not kicking here because pastor's here, but but we're not kicking on softball or basketball or bicycle trips or hoop-a-hoop-a-hoop or none of that stuff. But our first priority better be let's get Jesus in their life. Put Jesus first in his life because he's done said he ain't gonna take it except third, fourth, or fifth. He's not gonna do that. The preacher just said here, he said, All that I wanted, Brother Jack, I just got. I didn't get all that I wanted. But I understand that there was a lot of void in my heart and in my soul. When God knocked on my heart that Sunday morning and said, You're a sorry piece of humanity, because somebody else is taking your kids to church, Brother Junior. I told Sharon right then. I said, We got to go to church. Man, I am so, Brother Justin, I'm so thankful that God thought enough of me to knock on my heart's door. Because I was like the preacher said, I was just trying to get stuff. This was what was driving my engine. And can I tell you this, that, that these 23 years or 25 years that we've really been dedicated to serving the Lord, Sister Joy, it's been the best 25 years of my life. God's never let me down. God's never disappointed me. I've disappointed people. I've let people down. But, Sister Nicole, God has always been there for me. In Proverbs 27 and 20, he said, Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. Sister Amanda touched on this guy last Sunday, and I'm going to be real quickly here about the rich man in his barns. But when you read this story, there's six times that he uses the singular here, and he says, I. Now, I will tell you this, that I believe in 3 John, the second verse, that I would have you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And Brother Boyd, I'm a big believer, in God blesses people. And God, if you're faithful to God, God is faithful to you. If I had time and I don't, we could tell you stories about how God, Brother Mike, has met our needs. Far exceeded. When you come to my house and you see anything that Wayne and Sharon's got, you say them people ain't smart enough to have that. You just go ahead and give Jesus credit right from Jump Street. It ain't hard to figure out with old Wayne Williams. But see that to me, there ain't a greater feeling than God allowing you to have a few pennies in your pocket. And God say, give that to, give that to. I told Sharon, we I'm a, I'm a kind of crazy person. We was in the store and they might have turkeys on sale for 49 cents. And Sister Chelsea, I told Sharon, said, so let's buy six or seven turkeys. Well, what do we need? It's just being hurt, right? What do you need six or seven? You never know when Sister Smith, somebody might need a turkey. Maybe we bought a bunch of pecan pies. Everybody loves pecan pies. See, the thing, what I'm trying to say is church, it's always better to give than to receive. This man said, there's nothing wrong with him having all his barns and having a great harvest. His problem was it was all about me. He was like the country singer in that song. I want to talk about me. Well, God said, let's talk about God. Right. See, he could have had all that stuff. If he would gave all that stuff away that he had more than he needed, he would have needed new barns. Right. There's something about this old flesh that gets scared. says, I might need that. If you have something in your shed that you might need one day that you've never needed yet, right. where I come from, we call that junk. Huh? My daddy, when he died, he had boards, and he said that he might need it one day. That day never came. He didn't need that board. I know I'm drifting here, but anyway. Here's what I want to tell you, church. It's Barnabas in Acts 4, 31 through 7, 37. Brother Rayleigh talked about him a couple of weeks ago, and it said in Verse 31, it says, And when they had prayed, and the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, they spake the word of God with boldness, and the multitude of them believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught that of the things which he possessed of his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of land and houses sold them and brought the prices of things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Jose, who by the apostle was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Sister Susan, how many of your friends and family, if he was to do that, would think he was crazy? See, Barnabas, Barnabas didn't care, Sister Cricket. He said, God, I'm going all in. I'm getting all in the middle of this stuff. Church, can I encourage you to get all in with this Jesus? The pastor spoke about Elisha Wednesday night. He talked about how he killed his oxen, cut up his farming tools, put it all in a pot. He said, I'm not a farmer no more. I'm going after the man of God. See, Barnabas said, I'm sold out, God. Brother Philip, that's the way I feel. You no, know, God, you have been so good to me, Brother Bobby. I appreciate coming to a church to where we hear a great word of God. That, that grace and truth a couple Wednesday nights is just phenomenal. You do need grace, but you better get truth deep down inside. You get a big five-gallon bucket of that grace, all oh, you need, Sister Melinda, but you better have a hundred-pound bucket of truth and sticking in the side of you because when that thing starts shaking and that thing starts rocking, Brother Tim, that truth will step up and speak for itself. But Barnabas wasn't scared, Brother devil to lay it all out. The rich man said, this is what I want. Barnabas said, what can I do to further the kingdom? It ain't about me no more. It's about him. I heard a preacher say the other day about joy. It's Jesus, others, and you. Now, flesh would tell you it's you, you, and you. Those other two folks can go somewhere else. But I guarantee you, Sister Betty, if you'll put Jesus first, you'll have this joy that you can't buy with money. In closing, I want to read you this, and I'm through. I got to end on this. Many people do not enter into rest that God has provided for us today simply because of unbelief. Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 7 says this. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth boundfully shall reap also boundfully. Church say, every man according as he has purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. And the church said, for God loveth a cheerful giver. We're going to come back to that in just a minute, but I'm going to say this real quick. Proverbs 3 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy pri- their presses shall burst out with new wine. This I want to read, and I'm closing. As he has purpose in his heart. One of the things that I dread the most is Brother Jr. show up to my house. And do some work for me. And I said, well, Brother Junior, what do I owe you? He said, Brother Wayne, you good people. Matter of fact, you're exceptional people. Okay, he probably (laughs) don't say that. (laughs) I'm sorry, Pastor, I just had to throw that in there. (sighs) I'm sorry. But anyway, he said, just give me whatever you want, Wayne. Me and you buddies, and we got the same barber, and man, we get along with each other. You know, Brother Boyd, how hard that is when somebody gives you that much lead weight and says, you give me whatever you want. You purpose. You determine how much what I've done for you was worth. That's what God says, Brother Everett. You purpose. We're going we're to throw that 10% out the window. Okay? So some of you purpose. How good have I been to you? How much, Brother Rayleigh, have I been there when nobody else was there? Just me and you talking. Yeah, but God, I can't live off ninety ten. Yeah, but you figure it out. But how good have I been to you? Could I get you to stand? This message
0: has been brought to you today by the Media Ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.